The following program contains strong language, and it is intended only for mature audiences. Uh, Listener discretion is advised. And also, should be noted, I would highly recommend lowering the volume at least for the first part of this podcast. (laughs) Well, um, you know, when I, uh, when I, (laughs) when I saw Bayern lose 3-2 to Borussia Mönchengladbach, I thought that that was bad, but, uh, oh no, oh, oh no, apparently not, apparently the best was yet to come with this team, the best was yet to come, baby, well done, baby! Yeah, baby! We got knocked out of the DFA Pokal by fucking Holstein Kiel! Are you serious? Are you fucking kidding me? Holstein fucking Kiel knocked us out of the second round of the DFA Pokal. What fucking planet am I living on? I swear to God. I, I swear to God. I cannot. I cannot... I cannot begin to describe um, the utter anger that is coursing through my veins right now um, because it's not like we don't record a podcast every week where every week we have come up with one definitive problem for this team and that is the defense being... Very, very bad. Not good at all. And so let's just take a look at this lineup, right? Alfonso Davies on the left back, all right? Probably been one of our most decent players. Like, sure, he didn't have a great last game, but, uh, you know, it's fine, right? Luca Hernandez in the middle. That's good. He's been on form. He's been fine. He's been great. That's good. Uh, Nick Sula. All right, that's fine. That's good. That's perfectly okay. And then, um, Buna fucking Sar. Okay, okay, that's fine. It's it's just Holstein Kiel. It's just a team that's currently sitting third in the Zweite Liga. Why should we care about them? Let's throw Bunasar out there, the man that somehow, somehow earned a four-year contract at Bayern Munich after being basically a borderline substitute right back at Olympique Marseille. And he's not a youngster. And then Hansi had the foresight. The utter fucking clairvoyant ability to realize that not only should we start Bunasar on the right back, we should start Jamal Musiala at right wing. Now, this is not a knock on Jamal Musiala at all. This is a knock on Hansi Flick because what the fuck are you thinking? Starting a youngster like Jamal Musiala out of position on the right wing with absolutely nobody at that right back position because that's basically what Bunasar is anyways. He's absolutely fucking nothing at right back and you're telling me 
idea to put a youngster there with him. Why? Why did you start Serge Gnabry at striker? Granted, he scored that goal. But start him at right wing. Because if you're starting Bunasar at right back, he's gonna need some help. And guess what the fuck happened? Holstein Kiel's first goal was entirely because Bunasar was out of position, slow, and late. And you know, there's only so much that Nicolas Sula can do. And I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it from the moment the pass was given. Bunasar is about five yards away from Finn Bartles, who is old, who is much older than most of this Bayern team, and yet Finn Bartles might as well have been fucking Neymar with the pace that he had because he was facing Bunasar. I will give Leroy Sané credit because he wasn't absolutely terrible. In fact, he scored the goal to put Bayern up ahead. In the 47th minute, Bayern went up 2-1. to one. And I would love to point out that there was only one defensive substitution made. Throughout this entire game. And it was Benjamin Pavard. For Bunasar. Which at this point is like for like. Sure you brought on David Alaba. You brought on David Alaba. Uh, for Quarantan Tolisso. He kind of looked like he was more in a defensive midfield position anyways. He had to advance the ball. You know, you know, that's fine. That's fine. But uh, why did you make this substitution in the 105th minute? When Zula looked tired? When the whole team in general just looked off? This was probably one of the better games that Leroy Sané has had in a Bayern uniform. And you took him off in the 74th minute, which... I won't get too heavy on you with because, you know, it was Holstein Kiel and you were up two to one. So I imagine that you didn't think that you were going to come back, but um, you replaced him with Douglas Costa. And you waited until the 74th minute to bring on Robert Lewandowski. So... That final goal, that final goal off that throw-in from that cross, uh, that one is another example of the backline being utterly incompetent. This one, I actually blame Fonzie. 
I will blame Alfonso Davies for that one. He is too close to the box. Or too into the box. If that cross was hit any further over his head, there was a man standing right behind him who would have slammed it home. Uh, but instead, uh, Luca Hernandez was out of position and didn't mark uh, Hauke Vall in the middle of the pitch. So, um, you couldn't do anything in extra time either. And then, <laughs> and then, you sent Mark Roca to take a penalty. Which, uh, let's, 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 let's think about that one for a second. First of all, you bring Mark Roca on for Serge Gnabry in the 90th plus two. Sure, that's fine, right? But let's go ahead and take a look at everybody that took a penalty and everyone that didn't take a penalty, right? So Muller took a penalty, Kimmich took a penalty, Alaba took a penalty, Costa took a penalty, Lewandowski took a penalty. And then you went with Mark Roca over... Alfonso Davies, who is still on the pitch, by the way, but I don't know. I'd rather trust Alfonso Davies' attacking instincts, seeing as you know he was a left midfielder by trade before he was forced to be a left back, um, over Mark Roca, a kid that has not really gotten a lot of starting and playing time with this team and is mostly primarily used as a defensive midfielder. Um, and as far as I'm aware, he doesn't really have that much penalty-taking experience either. So you sent him out, and he sent it right to where the keeper dived to, and then Finn Bartles scored on the best goalkeeper in the world, and that is how we arrived at Bayern Munich being eliminated in the second round of the DFB Pokal. I'm fucking tired. I am fucking tired of this team blowing away easy fucking wins because their back line decides never to fucking show up and always be inconsistent. Not on all of that is on everyone that actually goes out and plays. But when you are put onto the pitch, you are expected to perform. When you are a Bayern Munich player, you're supposed to perform, right? And of course, right, like anybody could win at the Allianz Arena, but I guess apparently Bayern can't do it on a cold, snowy night in Kiel. A city that's basically in Denmark. I think it probably even wasn't in Denmark at one point. I don't know if this is going to lead to a firing of anybody. I doubt it will.
but welcome to the time where we begin to doubt Hansi Flick's team selection. And I think it's warranted, at least for a little bit of time, right? At least for a little bit of time. Let's do ourselves a favor here. If we really care and love this team as much as we do, let's go ahead and sit here and think for a second. Not that there's any reason for the same backline lineup to be thrown out every week. Not that they deserve it, but... Um, rotating the center backs and the back line all the time can't possibly help. It, it cannot possibly help to be in the lineup one week, out of the lineup next week. Right? That's not a good idea. That is not a... Good idea from a manager standpoint. I guess you do it in terms of trying to, I don't know, keep the lineups different to keep people fresh. Like, I guess I can understand that a little bit, but you do it so much, the team begins to lose chemistry begins to break down a little bit. It begins to shift. It begins to change. People begin to put their own uh, ideas into doubt. If you don't believe me, including this Holstein Kiel game, these are the backline lineups for the last five games. This game, Davies, Hernandez, Sula, and Saar. For Mönchengladbach, it was Davies, Alaba, Sula, Pavar. For Mainz, it was Davies, Alaba, Boateng, Pavar. For Leverkusen, it was Davies, Hernandez, Boateng, and Sula. And for Wolfsburg, it was Hernandez, Alaba, Boateng, and Sula. How is anybody supposed to string together a decent set of performances if they cannot get consistent starting and playing time? How is that supposed to be beneficial to this team? The answer is it it really isn't. It's really not that beneficial to the team. And so... I've already done enough yelling... For a while. I am. Incensed. Because this should not have happened. This game. Should not have gone the way it did. And I'm going to go ahead. And blame. Everybody. Except for the people that scored. And even in some cases. Some of the people that scored. The back line is, I've, I've butchered words a lot, so allow me to not butcher words. The back line is awful. The back line 
is terrible. The back line as of right now is probably not one of the top seven best defensive units in the Bundesliga. And I know there are a lot of people that really love Bayern out there and will probably come to defend it. No. No. It's not. It is not a good a good back line at all. And we can tell this by just going ahead and taking a look at the table. And trust me, I've taken a look at the table and sure, a plus 22 goal difference is fantastic. But let's consider this. This back line has conceded 24 goals. Allow me two seconds to do the math on this one. Yeah, Bayern is tied for ninth most goals allowed in the Bundesliga. A team that did not look like this last year. And let's 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 keep this in mind. The backline really hasn't changed that much at all in terms of personnel. Personnel-wise, Bayern really hasn't changed. Last year, they were the best defense in the Bundesliga. Keep in mind, how many people were injured? And now we're fully healthy, and we conceded 24 goals. All of last season, we conceded 32. So what the fuck changed? Is it uncertainty over who's going to be there? Is it uncertainty of whether or not David Alaba is going to get a new contract? Like, what is it? Like, we need fucking answers about this. I'm going to sound entitled here, but you know what? It's a Bayern Munich podcast. This team's fans are pretty entitled. I'm pretty entitled to seeing a lot of things go well for this team. And I hope people that don't root for Bayern Munich listen to this podcast. I hope you get your laughs out of this because you know what? This team deserves it. This team deserves to get laughed at. This defense is terrible and the defense deserves to get laughed at across the entire world. If not for the entirety of Germany. I love individually a lot of players on this team. A lot of players on that back line. I love David Alaba. I love Jerome Boateng. I love Alfonso Davies. He's probably one of my favorite players in the world right now. He does not look like the best left back in the world right now, does he? David Alaba does not look like one of the best center backs in the world right now, does he? And let's go to one man, right? Benjamin Pavard. Benjamin Pavard.
I never want to see Benjamin Pavard play another game at right back for Bayern Munich ever again. Hansi doesn't like him there. The defense doesn't look that great with him there. He likes to press up the pitch, but he's slow. He's not that great defensively. He allows crosses to go in all the time. And I know that not a lot of things today happen because of Benjamin Pavard. But when you get brought on in a close game, you're expected to press. And guess what? Benjamin Pavard didn't really put any pressure on the man crossing the ball into the box in the 90th minute for Holstein Kiel to score. I never want to see Benjamin Pavard playing right back for Bayern Munich ever again. So you have two solutions to that. You either buy a right back or you buy a central midfielder. And I think you know why I say that. Because the man himself has said it. Joshua Kimmich knows that he wants to play at center defensive midfield. But he said himself, I care more about winning than I do playing in the position that I like the best. And so if I need to be put there, put me there. So guess what, Hansi? You already have the best right back in the world at your disposal. Start him there now. Choose to start him there. And instead use some of that money that you would have spent on a right back. And instead of buying a big one now, you can put a little bit off for the summer to buy a young developing one, right? Like maybe Max Ahrens or I don't know, maybe even somebody else in the Bundesliga. I don't exactly have a name coming to mind right now. But how about we go ahead and get a central midfielder? And uh, some of you who know this podcast for a while know me and my feelings on Corentin Tolisso. Um, he's done. I, I don't think Corentin Tolisso and Bayern Munich are a good fit anymore. So, basically, Bayern needs to go out and buy a midfielder now. Uh, they need to do it because... If you're not starting Leon Goretzka, you're basically screwing yourself over. Mark Rocca, it was fun to know you. Um, I think he made a lot of enemies in Bavaria tonight. Whether or not that's his fault is one thing. I don't know who told him to take a penalty. But uh, I think most people will remember Mark Rocca as the kid that knocked Bayern out of the Pokal. And I don't know if that's fair necessarily, right? Not all of the blame should be put on his head because he didn't score a penalty. 
because he's a kid and because he's barely played for Bayern Munich at all. So what made you think, Hansi, that he was a good person to take a penalty? What galaxy-brained idea was that? And that brings me to the main man. And I'm not going to call for his removal and be utterly ridiculous like that. But uh, I hope Hansi Flick takes a good long look in the mirror at himself and at the rest of the team. Because his tactical decision making has been shocking over the last couple of games. It's been abysmal for some. It's been terrible for others, right? Out of the last five games, right? Including this one, right? Let's ignore the Mainz game because Mainz are currently sitting dead bottom in the table. If Bayern didn't win 5-2, I would have been shocked. But let's keep in mind, Mainz went up 2-0 at the half. Jonathan Burkhardt scored in the 32nd minute. Alexander Hock scored in the 44th. Bayern didn't pour on all five goals until the second half. Same with the Bayer Leverkusen game, where we only won 2-1. Same with the Wolfsburg game, where Max Phillips scored in the fifth minute and Bayern didn't score until the 45th, but then Bayern eventually won 2-1. And then in almost a reverse of that, they collapsed in the second half against Mönchengladbach. So Hansi is going to have to do a lot of thinking over the next couple of games because he's got to figure it the fuck out because I'll be honest with you. I recorded an interview with somebody earlier today. Uh, It will be released uh, just after the Hinrinde finishes, right? It's with a uh, Bundesliga journalist and on it I said uh, that I think this might be one of the closest years for Bayern in the title race. After watching these last five games, unless a significant investment into outside people are in, I don't know if Bayern wins the title this year. Because I can hear the eyes rolling from some of you that are listening to this. And can you honestly tell me that the last five games has convinced you that Bayern Munich is going to win the title? Especially considering there's a Leipzig team two points behind us that has conceded the least goals in the league with only 12? They need to figure it out. They need to figure it out right now. And if they don't, further heads are going to roll. Right? I didn't even touch Bunasar because he's not worth our time. I blame Brazo. I blame Hassan Salihamidzic so much for the idea of giving a man like Bunasar a four-year contract when he has not performed. I would rather have Alvaro Odriozola starting this game than fucking Bunasar. Cut his contract early or sell him this summer because he does not deserve to be anywhere near this starting lineup. Anywhere close at all. 
And I don't care if it was a consolation prize for not getting Serginho Dest. There are so many better options out there than Bunasar. Get him off the team now. Get him off the team immediately. He does not deserve to be there. Go out and find a right back who is better than him, which is literally any other right back in the world. Take them, bring them in. It's really something when Mitchell Weiser, a former Bayern Munich player that really just kicked around some reserve systems uh, and benches of a bunch of Bundesliga teams, now finally found himself a home at Bayer Leverkusen. It's something that he is a better player right now at right back than I think either of our starting right backs. Team needs to get their shit together. Needs to start from the top. It needs to go out of the bottom to every player. Get your shit together. You lost two in a row. You got knocked out of the competition. Bye-bye to the treble. Everybody, bye-bye to the quadruple. Bye-bye to the quintuple or sextuple or how many other freaking trophies you thought Byron was going to win this year. Because guess what? They're not going to do it. They're not going to get any of them anymore because it's not going to be legitimate. It's going to be a treble built on Mickey Mouse trophies at this point. So uh, I hope that everybody is having a great time because uh, I'm not. Byron, go out and buy some fucking people in the transfer window. Do it and do it now because this team is not good enough right now to keep it up. Fix it now. Get it done. Be the best team in Germany for once this entire season. And I don't want to hear from Karl-Heinz Rummenigge that, oh, Bayern doesn't have the money to do it. You're the richest club in Germany. Find the money. Figure it out. Because your entire brand is built on German excellence. And if you lose in the DFB Pokal to Holstein Kiel, how fucking excellent are you? That's the show. Everybody have a good evening. We'll produce a podcast sometime else this week. Good night. Fucking figure it out.